world this is the i'm no podcast today is monday september 25th 2023 this is a film and television podcast where we talk about our films and television my name is caleb chase is not here today just me by myself but it's all good we're gonna get this shit done um i really want to cover you know this writer strike you know it may possibly be ending and then also i want to do a quick preview of uh, saw x which is coming out this friday and then to end the show, I wanted to uh, talk about an old movie that I went and seen in theaters a few weeks ago. I had some thoughts about how how it holds up over time. Um, but to start out, man, the writer's strike. Um, this is being recorded on Saturday night, September 23rd. You know, as this weekend's gone on, you know, the WGA and the AMPTP have met, you know, to try to get this deal finalized to end the writer's strike. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really know the legalities of any of this and whatnot. I mean, I know the WGA is the, you know, the Writers Guild of America. I'm not sure what the AMPTP is, but apparently they met this Saturday and they're going to meet again on Sunday to try to get this taken care of and uh, get it ended. You know, a final offer has been sent. I don't really know what's contained in this offer, but I'm really hoping that it ends soon. You know, impact wise, I think the writer's strike ending is good for everyone involved. You know, it means that the writers are getting a fair shake and they're getting paid, you know, all the producers and editors and, you know, writers, directors, they can go back to, you know, working on these films and TV shows. You know, a lot of stuff's been put on hold due to the writer's strike. And, you know, I just think it's good for everyone involved, to, you know, for everyone to get paid and for things to start getting back in motion. You know, we can stop listening to assholes like, you know, Bob Iger, Stephen Emil, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, saying that, you know, the writers that striking is not good. And, you know, Bob Iger, you know, the dude's a billionaire, you know, he can sit there and say, you know, these people are paid enough, but, you know, no one's making the kind of money he's making. You know, he's, you know, he's made all his money off of these great writers and producers from all these stuff that Disney's made for him. So, you know, I'm just ready for it to end so all that crazy dialogue can stop, man, because it really is. It, it really is ridiculous. You know, this podcast, you know, we mainly talk about the MCU, DCU stuff. So I kind of want to go into like what the strike ending, what kind of impact that is for that. You know, impact wise for MCU, I think, you know, things can get back in motion. You know, Deadpool 3, Thunderbolts, Captain America, Brave New World. Those are the three MCU movies that are coming out in 2024. And right now they're being put on hold. You know, uh, Deadpool 3 got moved up to May 2024. I don't know if that's going to get pushed back because of all the time off, but I hope not. But, you know, like that movie was in production. You know, we've seen the we've seen the leaked photos, uh, you know, Wolverine and Deadpool. But like that movie has been kind of put on hold for the last few months. So. I think the writer's strike ending will mean that that stuff can get back put in motion. We don't have to worry about, you know, Deadpool 3 filming while the writer's strike was going on. I know a lot of people were worried that that might ruin the dialogue in Deadpool 3. But since it was put on hold, you know, hopefully now that they can go back to, you know, advise, you know, revise the script and also, you know, to allow Ryan Reynolds to improvise more, which, you know, I know that's what he likes to do is his Deadpool character. So overall, I think I think it's great for the MCU so it can get stuff back put in motion. It also allows the MCU to continue to figure out where they're going to go with phase five and phase six. You know, there's been so many rumors about, 
you know, what's going to happen after Secret Wars, what's going to happen before Secret Wars, what movies are going to get added to the MCU slate. So I do think the Rider Strike ending is good for that. Also, I think it allows for more casting news to come out. You know, like there's certain there's certain things we've heard, like certain people were offered this role before the Rider Strike started and nothing's been announced because of the Rider Strike. So whenever the Rider Strike ends, you know, we, we might start hearing casting news, hopefully for the Fantastic Four, since they're taking forever to do that. You know, the only one we know for sure right now is Vanessa Kirby, but hopefully the Rider Strike ending, we can uh, get some more details on that. You know, when it comes to the DCU, you know, James Gunn's thing, you know, he's, you know, Superman Legacy's already written. So this Rider Strikes had no impact on that movie, but, you know, it'll allow for them to start filming that movie, you know, which is coming out in less than two years from now, which isn't that far away. So I do think it'll allow for stuff to get put in motion and get started for all these, uh, you know, movies and TV shows. Um. You know, let's get into Saw X, man. I'm really looking forward to this movie. You know, me and Chase ranked our favorite Saw, th- Saw, Saw Traps. You know, go back and listen to that Top 3 Thursday episode. That was, uh, you know, that was a great one. But yeah, Saw X is getting directed by Kevin. I think his last name is pronounced Gertrude. You know, he directed Saw 6 and Saw 7. Um, I, liked, I actually like Saw 6. I, I don't like Saw 3D. I didn't, I didn't care for that at all. But Kevin Gertrude, he was also the editor for every Saw movie, so... I mean, that's good that, you know, he's been involved in these, the Saw franchise for a while. And he also was the editor for The Strangers, which is uh, one of my favorite horror movies ever. You know, a great horror movie that came out back in uh, 2008. But um, yeah, Saw X, you know, Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith are returning is, you know, John Kramer and uh, Amanda Young. You know, I really, I really like that. You know, these movies don't matter without Tobin Bell, man. You can't, you got, you have to have him around as long as possible. I've seen these 81 now. And as long as, as long as he can still talk, whatever, man, throw him in these, throw him in these fucking movies. You know, I, him, him is Jigsaw similar to like Robert England is Freddy Krueger. Like when they got rid of Freddy Krueger for that, for, for that, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, man, that shit was so garbage. And it was because Robert England wasn't there. You know, like the voice was the voice. It wasn't him. It just, it didn't work, man. You know, it didn't work at all, you know, and like the aesthetic of it looked bad. But, you know, I'm I'm really just comparing, you know, Robert England's, you know, his role as Freddy Krueger to Tobin Bell as Jigsaw, man. I think it's similar in the way that, like, they're just two iconic voices and the movies won't work without those people. So I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm glad that he's back and they didn't try to, like, get some other person in there to do it. It wouldn't it wouldn't work without him. You know, and honestly, man, I don't care how many of these movies they make. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see every single one of them, man. As long as they keep making them, I'll, I'll, I'll go see every single one of them. Man. I'm gonna be there opening weekend to see this fucking movie. Um, like I said, I've met said in the past. You know, a lot of these movies have been bad, and I don't care. I'm gonna go watch every single one. I don't know why. Something about somebody being tortured that I just really fuck with. So. Yeah, I'm really uh, I'm really excited for it. You know, um Tobin Bell, he's he's iconic for this character and like his voice overall, man, is just like one of the distinct voices. You know, it's almost like Kevin Conroy or fucking uh, Mark Hamill. Like the voice is just so indistinct. Like I remember watching Flash a couple months ago and like um I think it was Savitar, and like I immediately recognized like, oh, that's fucking uh that's fucking uh Jigsaw. 
That's fucking Jigs. I looked it up. I was like, yep, that's really him. So, you know, he's he's got an iconic voice, man. I don't know what it is, but it's just so creepy. And I just and I and and I just really fuck with it. But as far as uh, Saw X goes, um, I like I like that it takes place after the first Saw movie. We don't know much about it from what I was reading up on it. Um, it takes place after the first Saw, you know, where you know, John Kramer tries to go find a cure for his cancer and he goes to Mexico City or something like that. And it didn't, whatever he goes and getting some treatment that ends up being like a scam. And the people involved in the scam, he ends up putting in the game. Um, I don't know, story wise, that's not that great, but um, I like that it takes place after Saw One, you know, the, the only great Saw movie. So, I mean, I think. I think that's cool. Um, I'm really curious to see. The, I'm, I'm really curious to see the. I'm really curious to see the traps. And I love that Shawnee Smith is returning as Amanda Young. Um, you know, she was in. I think it was Saw One through Four. I think Saw Four was when she died. If I remember, it was Saw Three or Saw Four. Maybe she died in Saw Three. I can't remember exactly. I'm glad she was returning. Um, the plot twist in Saw Two of her being Jigsaw's apprentice was really fucking dope. And uh, yeah, she played a pretty good villain. I don't really know what she's going to play in this since it takes place after Saw 1. Maybe we see, you know, how she goes from being, you know, the junkie who survived the reverse bear trap to becoming Jigsaw's apprentice. Uh, I really, I really don't know. But but like I said, I'm glad that I'm glad that she's back. I'm glad that she's back. Um, As far as the traps go, I don't know. We see in the trailer a couple of them. I don't know. I don't really know where they're going to go with it. Um. I know there's the one clip that got posted on Twitter of uh, the eye trap, you know, the eye vacuum, I guess, where the guy's tied up, whatever, and he's got like the the vacuum suctions in his eyes, and then his fingers are contracted by something, and I don't know. What I see on Twitter is pretty much like he has to break each of his fingers or get his eyes sucked out or something like that. Um, Me and Chase talked about that, and I told him, like, like bro, just just take my fucking fingers, man. You can live with you can live with broken fingers or whatever. You know, I broke a finger before. That shit hurts and it sucks, but I think you could survive that. You know, the eye thing, bro. Like, like leave my eyes alone, man. Don't fuck with the eyes, bro. You know, um, that that trap does look pretty cool. Though. I'm I'm really I'm really curious to see where that goes. You know, but overall, this is an R-rated movie. You know, I'm 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 I am really excited for it. You know, it's probably not gonna. It, I don't know. Saw has a big following. It might do. It might do okay at the box office. I'm pretty sure the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to be like in the twenties. Like Rotten Tomatoes, man. Those people don't really fuck with the horror like that. And plus, all the other Saw movies don't have great Rotten Tomatoes scores. The goriness and whatnot. So I can I can see it having a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but either way, I'm gonna go watch it. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be here to review it the. Uh, weekend after it comes out i think that'll be i think that'll be the first week in october um that first monday episode we'll definitely uh get that reviewed on the monday episode um i mentioned earlier at the start that i wanted to talk about a movie you know that i wouldn't seen a couple weeks ago you know a couple weeks ago was batman day you know i went to go see uh the dark knight again which is you know my favorite movie ever i've talked about it so much on this podcast me and chase recently talked about it when we were ranking the favorite batman movies we both had dark knight number one um just over time, bro. This this movie still holds up. You know, it's still the best Batman movie. It's still the best live action superhero movie. I I do consider Across the Spider Verse the best superhero movie ever. Now, after you know watching that a few times, you know that movie's amazing. But um, The Dark Knight it still holds up, man. Heath Ledger still holds up. 
you know, the entire cast, you know, Morgan Freeman, you know, um, Christian Bale, you know, Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, you know, um, it, it's the whole, I can't, I can, I can never remember the actor that plays Jim Gordon's name, but it definitely holds up over time. Um, Christopher Nolan, he's obviously, you know, in a lot of conversations now as best director, one of the best directors ever because of Oppenheimer, which I still haven't seen yet, man. I'm waiting for it to come out on digital. I'm going to go see it. I want, I am, I am going to watch it eventually, but, um, yeah, this movie still holds up over time. Um, yeah, Heath Ledger, iconic performance, man. It's, I'm just sitting in the theater laughing. Like, I know what's going to happen. And I'm just like still amazed at this fucking performance. Like, I remember being a 16 year old kid watching this in theaters being like, dude, this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. And I still feel that way. I really do. I still feel that way. You know, like the fighting sequences is not age well, man. You know, I don't know what it was about Christopher Nolan back then, but his fighting sequences were so garbage. And all three Batman movies, they all suck. I don't know what it is. They all suck. But um, the third act with, you know, the whole fairies, that that whole sequence, that, that stuff hasn't really aged well. That shit's kind of dumb. But um overall it's it's still the best superhero movie ever to me. Um and yeah, it's it's still the best. You know, um, but that's all we got for today's episode. On Thursday, me and Chase are gonna rank our favorite Loki moments. You know, next Monday we're gonna we're gonna preview Loki season two, which is coming out in the first week of October. Uh, we're really excited for that. We're probably gonna have reaction videos for every episode. We're really excited for Loki, man. So I know Chase loves Loki, so we're excited to get to Loki season two. Um, that's all we got for today. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Mm-hmm.